Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. Valor from Modern Valor Dating, and you're listening to Game On with Jackson Stewart. Killing them! Hey, good people, sexy people. Welcome to another edition of Game On with Jackson Stewart. I'm your host, and as always, welcome to the show. Today's topic, we're going to be discussing uh, men talking politics and talking political correctness. Um, definitely topics I think are important. And, you know, in their own way, they do lead a, uh, a man looking to level up his playability, his sexiness. They definitely have a strong uh, social component. So I feel like all these things are relevant, you know, new year, new start, and relevant to ways that we can uh, just level up the game. <coughs> Excuse me. So... Men are often at the center of discussion of politics. Um, your man Jackson has seen us fellas all too often, you know, with our buddies in the bar, or at a party, having uh, armchair debates about elections, and you know the political party. I'm sorry, political parties. What's right? What's wrong? Etc. Men are also at the center of political correctness. Uh, we tend to be on the forefront or at the forefront. Of discussion with what's being said, how it's being said, and so on. So let's talk about how real players handle discussing politics and how we handle political correctness. And I think you guys will find some very interesting and surprising points of view that I have on the two topics. We've all heard the talking heads, right? The podcast hosts, the radio voices talking about either politics or PC, political correctness, or both. Excuse me. Uh, We've heard comedians both praise and lament the newfound changes and what's taboo and what isn't. We've heard sports teams and sports fans praise and condemn changes in mascots, team names, um, team activities. And we as players are always leading the charge. You know, men sitting in places shouting, arguing, and discussing these issues. But the question comes down to, should we be discussing these issues? And also, how should we, if we should be talking about them in the first place? So let's start with politics. And whenever, to me, whenever you're discussing a thing, you need to define it, right? So politics is defined as the activities of governing a country 
or even in some cases, an organization, a business, etc. You know, companies have company politics. Um, organizations have organization politics. You know, who's who's at the top making decisions? Who's underneath having to uh, make sure these decisions get implemented? <clears throat> and who's at the very bottom who has to feel the full brunt of these decisions. But for the purpose of this discussion, let, let's talk about government. And here's why I want to talk about government politics as opposed to other examples of politics. Because within the last, and it, it, it's always been this way, you know, I'm not going to act like we just suddenly have become more vocal in politics. I think with our ability to instantaneously access information via technology it seems like we're talking about politics more um i think now that we have 24-hour news channels that we seem to be discussing politics more but i think we have always been very very vocal and <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> clear my throat this whole show i'm sorry folks uh we've been very adamant about our political stances so you know are we talking about politics more now? I don't believe so. I think we're just hearing ourselves talk about it more because we do have all these, you know, this component of social media, this component of 24-hour news. So who's out there discussing politics? Everybody. Well, you got the left, you got the right, you got the far left, you got the far right. But let, let's drill it down to the day-to-day -day level. We're talking friends, we're talking coworkers, we're talking family. We're talking, you know, you can go to the, you can go grab a beer real quick somewhere where it's safe and you're vaccinated, of course. And there's some guy at the end of the bar talking politics because what's the TV on? It's on the TV. It's on a channel where there's politics. It's not always on sports or on a movie now. It's on, you know, these, uh, these news channels that are discussing different topics. Why are we discussing politics? Well, shit, you can't escape it. And even worse so, maybe more tragic, is not that you can't escape it, it's that you won't escape it. There is something, you know, to be said for tribalism. There's something about that feeling of connection to something bigger than yourself. Even if it's all the way in wherever the capital of your state or your country may be. Because we've got international listeners, folks, and I really, really, really welcome you guys um, to the show. It's so cool when I pull up the stats and I see like India and Russia and Canada, obviously, and the US, of course, and Asia. You know, I mean, it's so cool that we've got international people listening. So thank you once again. But, you know, so it's not only that you can't get away from it, it's that we don't want to. And like I said before, with 24 hour news channels and, you know, newspapers now on websites, we can get political discussion and debate at our fingertips in a heartbeat. And we talk about politics all the time, and we talk about them anytime, and that's a mistake. And I'm going to talk about why that's a mistake in a second, but, you know, we're talking about politics in our jobs, in our schools, online, offline, and so on. Now, the big question of how do we discuss politics and my answer is that we discussed it 100% wrong. See, if we're going to talk about politics, discussing politics is the fundamental aspect of politics. Discussion. A community of people coming together to discuss, debate, negotiate, 
work out a solution that benefits the entirety of a body of people. Now, that doesn't mean that every person in there is going to get everything they want, but for the entire whole, there is betterment. That is, that is discussing politics. That's why we have elections. That's why we have, um, that's why we have uh, you know, communities that sign petitions and send them up to their leaders to be heard and to have certain actions take, uh, take place for the betterment of all people. Now, what we do when we talk about politics is we don't talk, we argue. I've seen so many friends and families pulled apart, especially within the last few years, because they don't discuss politics, but they yell about politics. They argue about politics. They bitch and they moan about politics. And I have a, I have a, a very personal uh, take on that. I don't discuss politics. And I don't discuss religion. Now, there are some people who are very close to me who, you know, I, I will discuss certain things because I think it falls less, you know, in the realm of red and blue or independent and, you know, Democrat or Republican. And I think it falls more into what's right and what's wrong. Um, but other than that, nope. And I have a dear friend and she knows I love her to death, but she, we have very strong opposing political points. I don't discuss politics with her because I don't feel like arguing with her. And I'll even tell her, we're not talking about this. We're not talking about this. And there was one, <laughs> one night she called me and I'm like, we're not going to have this discussion. And she pushed it and we got into a heated debate, an argument about it. And as I listened, we were no longer debating points. We were just mad at each other because we weren't agreeing with each other. So the three things that we need to discuss politics are three things that we rarely ever have. We need to have agreed facts. We need to have open minds and we need to have pure debate. Now this show is not about if, you know, if you're Republican, Democrat, independent, uh, conservative, liberal, none of those topics apply to anything what I'm talking about. Because here's the thing. If, if we remove this party from the discussion of politics, this is where we fuck up. It's the party of civility. It's the party of me saying, hey, I can totally disagree with you. But at the end of the day, I still respect you. I still care about you. I still want to see you thrive. If we turn politics into just a shouting match, which is all too often what it's become amongst people, then it, we're, not, we're not talking politics. We're just seeing who can yell more, who can assault the other person more. So if we don't have agreed facts, which let's face it, I can't talk, let's face it, we don't have agreed facts anymore. And, you know, there's that, there's that documentary slash drama, um, The Social Dilemma, I think it's on Netflix. I agree with some of it, some of it I don't agree with, but it's very interesting and there's a proven point about how, you know, when you start to search types, uh, certain types of news articles or outlets online, the algorithms that navigate what to promote to you based off your searches will provide you with articles that are much more biased and not factual and not, you know, um, not objective. 
Now, I'm not going into the whole conspiracy theory, the algorithms, AI taking over the world, shadow government, lizard people. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> but if the lizard people are listening, I hope they're fans of the show. Um, <laughs> how does this game on affect the lizard people? But there is a, there's a problem if you and I are going to discuss you know, the best color for this wall but you see blue as green and I see green as blue. Like we're never going to be able to agree on something because our fundamental aspect or our fundamental aspects are not the same. We don't see an issue as stemming from the same origin point with the same agreed uh, set of facts. So how do we get past that? Well, one thing, well, let me keep going. So <laughs> open minds, too many people argue politics and don't have open minds. You're not listening to the other person. You're waiting for your chance to yell. If you had an open mind, you would be po possibly and potentially subject to changing your point of view on some topics. Now, I've had some debates with people and they say, well, this happened. I'm like, no, that didn't happen. That got, uh, that got disproven. And then I sent them the article that proved my point and then they don't ever want to talk about it again. Well, you know, open minds should allow us to change, to adapt, but that's part of a discussion. And like I said, we're not having discussions, we're arguing. Peer debate, uh, lastly, is extremely important in discussing politics because peer debate is going over, you know, aspects of the information with logic, numbers, facts dates, times, etc. agreed upon quotes, <coughs> excuse me, um, not things that have been edited or twisted or taken out of context, but all too often, it's not a pure debate. It's an argument. It's a fight. It's a shouting match. So those are things that, um, definitely things that we need to have if we're going to discuss politics. Now, Here's the thing. If we are going to discuss politics, let me ask you a question. If we're going to discuss politics, the question I want to ask you is, why? And I know you might be thinking, well, Jackson, shit, you just said politics is based off of people talking. You're right. But you have to ask yourself, what are you going to gain by arguing with it with your buddy um, or your family member or coworker on their stance on whatever. Like seriously, if they believe X about abortion and you believe Y, or you believe Y about immigration and they believe X, A, do you believe you are going to change their opinion? And B, what are you gonna gain if you do? And what are you gonna lose if you don't? Am I saying that ignorance amongst friends and family on their political stances is bliss? To some degree, yeah. Because let's face it, if you if grandma comes over and you get to, you know, you get to a heated debate with grandma about her political views and your political views, you've just lost a family member. Or they just lost you. Or let's say you're successful and you change your mind. What the fuck good is that gonna do? Like you and grandma are not gonna go out now and start a march 
or suddenly become elected officials and change the world. I mean, I'm just going to be real about it. It's just not worth all the heartache. You know, why are we not civilly respecting one another's positions? You have the right to believe what you want to believe, to vote how you want to vote. And same with me. But we're not respecting each other's position. We're having these arguments with each other because we're trying to fucking win. We're trying to dominate somebody and change them to our way of thinking because it's much easier. One, everybody likes to win. Two, it's much easier to love people even greater if they think like us, if they agree with us, if they walk like us. We're trying to prove on social media or via text or over dinner or over beer that we're right and the other person is wrong. And that's stupid. And that's unrealistic. You know, how do we solve all this? Well, listen to people. Don't just hear. Um, and ask yourself, what's the point of having this discussion? You know, I've seen people get into arguments at bars with somebody at the table, at the end of the bar, because they heard them verbally say something they didn't agree with. I mean, unless that person is using derogatory terms or cursing at you or something, who the hell cares? If you're not disturbing my flow, like interrupting my drink, just because you said, well, I agree with that politician on that point. I don't give a damn. It's not going to change my paycheck. It's not going to threaten my loved ones. Well, Jackson, it does because if that person votes this way and impacts, that person is going to vote that way anyway. My job, if I don't like what they're going to do as a, as a voter, I got to make sure I get my ass out there and vote the way I want to. Change doesn't happen yelling over beer. Uh, over breakfast or anywhere else. If you really want to make a change with politics, um, get people registered to vote. You know, go vote yourself. Get your ass out there and vote. And shit, run for office. If you really want to make that big of a difference, run for office. Or um, report information factually and fairly. And those are the challenges to talking about politics. My answer to, you know, should we talk about politics is no. Get out there and make a change with politics. You know, the, the, the social discourse. Should, you know, yeah, social discourse does exist. We should be able to discuss our, our issues and topics. But that's why you have town halls. But town halls can be full of people who are fucking crazy. You want to make a difference? Be the change you want to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi. Get your ass out there. And really, really take part of whatever political machine, whether it be government, organization, or business. Next up, PC. <laughs> oh, people are gonna love this one. So there's been a lot of talk about PC lately, especially with comedians. You know, Dave Chappelle said some stuff um, about the trans community, and you know, and it goes on and on. I'm not picking on Dave Chappelle. But, you know, he's been the most recent in the news. PC, PC, PC. People hear, you know, they say political correctness. And, you know, it's often spoken of as like a foul word. Like, oh, political correctness. It's so all these millennial snowflakes or people who, you know, have too thin of a skin and so on and so forth. So before I get really pissed off about this topic, because it does piss me off. Um, uh, let me define political correctness. Webster's Dictionary defines political correctness as 
conform, I'm sorry, conforming to a belief that language and practices, which could offend political sensibilities, as in matters of sex or race, should be eliminated. Now, people talk about how difficult and how silly and how stupid they believe our pursuit of political correctness is. And here's my two cents. And here's what pisses me off. Why is PC, political correctness, such a big deal? And here's what I mean by that. Why is it so hard to not offend people? I just want to let that sit for a second. And here's what I mean by that. You know, people... I'm a man of color. I'm a black man, if you didn't know that yet. And I've heard people say, oh, we're just too sensitive nowadays. Everything has to be politically, politically correct. Here's how I take political correctness. You can't say shit about me as a joke, or you can't say things about me that are insulting to me and expect it to be okay and expect me to accept it and like it. So... Why is that so hard to not offend people? Why is that so difficult that, you know, a joke that was perceived as okay five years ago isn't funny today? Or why is it that, you know, oh my God, we got to rename this whole sports team because, you know, it has a title that offends these people. You know why that's so hard? Because we're fucking lazy. Because we want to bitch and moan about the good old days and how we think we're so tough and everybody now is so soft. And that's all bullshit. And here's an example. From the 20s all the way up to the 60s, you had comedians who would cover their face in dark material and they would appear as blackface. I'm talking like, you know, in, in shoe polish and, and different oils. And they would stand up on stage and in movies and talk they, like they were uneducated blacks of that era. It was offensive. It was derogatory, but it was acceptable. And people thought the shit was hilarious. And then one day, somebody said, that's not cool. And gradually, gradually, painstakingly so, blackface stopped. Was that too politically correct? It was considered fine. I'm sure some people were offended and other people said, oh, don't be so thin-skinned. They're just making a joke. They're just having fun. Well, that shit's not cool. I don't care how you, uh, you know, I, I don't care how you shake it. People who complain about changing sports teams have no idea what it's like to be denigrated or insulted, or they've forgotten what it's like. Let's take a team that uses a Native American um, title as, as their team name. Maybe, it, you know, once again, I'm not picking on the Redskins, but the Redskins or or they call themselves... Um, you know, some other term that's not accepted, but if Native Americans don't want the Redskins name or they don't want the mascot to be a caricature or they don't want the Tomahawk Chopper, whatever group does want it, whether it be Asians or Native Americans or, or whites or blacks, whatever, fucking change it. I guarantee you this would not, you know, I guarantee you I wouldn't be happy and I would hope this wouldn't happen if they had suddenly, you know, the Florida Negroes or the California Coloreds. Like, that shouldn't even be a debate. You don't need to do the tomahawk chop or any other shit, you know, the, the, the samurai swing or whatever it is. Because, look, 
here's here's my combat to people who complain about having to be politically correct. You're being an insensitive asshole. Knock it off. No, really. Like, is it so hard for you to respect other people's wishes that you maybe you don't understand it because you're not that person? You're not that group. You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you're going to get up there and make jokes about a trans community and they say, hey, we don't like it. Could you stop doing it? Is it that fucking hard to stop? Are you, you know, who's who's thinner skinned? The group of people who are asking somebody to not insult them and not put, put them through more moments of, of whatever suffering or pain their group has had to go through. Or the person who just goes, oh, it's too much work for me to alter what I'm saying, so I'm not going to do it. See, I think political correctness is a good thing. But I think we have twisted it and made it to sound like it's, it's a label of being weak or it's a label of being thin-skinned or immature. In reality, political correctness just means there's a group out there that doesn't want to be insulted, so we're, we're going to do our best to not, not insult a group, not tear people down, not hurt the feelings of others just for whatever goal or purpose we have. Yeah, I've been in spots where there was a joke that was okay. I didn't make the joke, but I mean, I've been in a spot where I've heard a joke that, you know, nobody in the room represented a particular group and the joke got made. And as I've gotten older, I've said shit like, hey, you know what? That's not cool, man. And when I was younger, I remember feeling uncomfortable and sitting quietly. And that was wrong. Um, but I, we have to stand up for people because it's not just about today's joke. That's about whites or blacks or browns or gays or lesbians or trans, whatever. It's about just being fucking decent. You know, it, it, players, if you really want to level up, then you got to be able to, like, you got to have some decency. You got to have some, some strength of will, of character. You got to be able to stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves at that moment. It's about being human. And at the very least, and maybe... At the very least, and maybe to some degree with a level of, of selfishness, it's about being aware that if it's that group today, it's your ass tomorrow. You know, and there's a great quote, and I, I should look up who said it, but I'm going to paraphrase it. But it's just basically, when they came for these people, I didn't do anything. When they came for those people, I didn't do anything. And lastly, when they came for me, there was no one to do anything for me. Like, we're all in this together. A joke made at the, you know, a joke made that rises by standing on the shoulders of the trans community or the blacks or the Hispanics or Latinos or the whites or the Asians or a joke made at their, God, I can't believe I forgot the word. <laughs> a joke made at the sacrifice of one group really tears down the person taking it and tears all of us down. You know, so we need to stop going, oh, political correctness is a sign of weakness and saying political correctness is a sign of strength. Because here's the thing, the greatest model of a man, of a real man, and it's, I mean, well, you can say a real woman, but a large portion of the show's audience is male. A real, I'm sorry, the greatest model of a real man is somebody who has the strength to not impose on those who do not share his power, but in turn, in turn to lift them up, to help them out.
um, it's really easy to go, oh, well, I have all the power on this, so I can say whatever I want to say, that you're not a player. You're a little boy who's got a magnifying glass and is looking for somebody smaller than him to burn. Be a player. Be a real man. Stand up for people. You know, don't say shit that's going to be offensive to people. And, um, you know, just realize that everybody's just trying to do the best they can with what they got. If you say something that's that's non-PC or offensive, uh, apologize and say, shit, I didn't realize that that, you know, that was offensive and uh, I'm sorry and thank you for making me aware. And mean it. And own it. And with that having been said, <laughs> um, I appreciate you guys always listening. I hope 2022 is going uh, ass-kickingly amazing for you. I just made that word up. And good people, sexy people, we will see you next week. Keep it sexy. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack.